0: What is good, beautiful people? We are back for another episode of Pat's Interference. As you can see, there are one, two, three of us this week. He's back from Europe. We've Howdy. also got Forrest character with us. We're here to talk some football. Three um,
1: dudes and one of them is named Forrest.
0: I've had the least amount of... T- I've been sitting on that all day. <laughs> can, can you I'm giggle sorry. once?
1: Can you giggle once?
0: Um, also, Hey, the monitor's working. One day I'll get it right. All right. First things first. You were just in. Uh, you were just in Europe. I was. So while I kind of do some stuff on NCAA to set us up rolling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you go ahead and tell us about your Europe trip.
1: Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a two minute spiel. Uh, it was a great trip. Uh, shout out Jade, um, who like got us. She got us around the entire trip. Uh huh. Basically, gorgeous. my job was translating when we were in Germany, and getting us good restaurants, and I did half of that. And uh, she was really, really good about. Uh, getting us around and everything, so shout out to her. Um, We went to, let's see, started in Paris, Paris to Berlin, Berlin to Dresden, Dresden to Munich, Munich to Dublin, Uh Dublin to Edinburgh, Edinburgh to Manchester, Manchester to London, London back home, so it was great, it was great. We had a good time, went to a Manchester United game, we were part of an English mosh pit.
0: Tell me about that, where and when. (laughs) We
1: went to a punk show, uh, and one of our favorite bands, shout out Origami Angels. Punk band Pulling from DC in. was playing. And then the Wonder Years came on. Mm-hmm. Great band. And we were like, yeah, of course we're going to stay for for the Wonder Years. And uh, did you just make a guy named Bobby Toaster?
0: Bobby Toaster Oven. We'll get there in a minute.
1: <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, no, Jay took, a, Jay took an elbow off the jaw. She bounced back like a champ. I got kicked in the head by somebody who was trying to crowd surf. Um, it was a great time. It was a great time. And then the rest of the trip we went to, like, five different castles. Took tours of three of them. And... Um, Went to a bunch of, we saw like live music in Ireland. It was a great trip. I I could talk about it for three hours. We could do a whole podcast on it, but shout out, Jade. Love, Jade.
0: It's good to have you back. Uh, Forrest is, uh, well, you've watched basically every football game that we've watched this
1: year. I think Forrest has watched more games, Alabama games, in this apartment this year than
0: I have now.
2: The one when you were gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He actually yeah. Has, Like I think he actually. Yeah. While
0: you were in Europe, he and I were watching games.
1: You didn't even know we were games. over here. No, I Facetimed y'all, and it was like I genuinely got emotional afterwards. I was like, <laughs> I was like, those three people. It's
0: like 10 p.m. somewhere. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, I was like, those three people don't know each other without me, and they're sitting on my couch watching football. This is my dream. It's just crying <laughs> in a bar great, somewhere. This is the great, yeah, like a, a German beer hall. And I'm like, Ooh, my friends. Yeah, it was great. That was really cool.
0: Uh, force tell us a little bit about yourself your football credentials who do you who do you root for who are your guys <laughs> <sighs> um,
2: I'm a pirate so uh ECU football fan basically going to ECU games since like 2005 yep um, ups and downs mostly downs uh very down this year but not last week <laughs> not last week not last we'll week. get to that later but
1: uh, yeah good yeah I, um, so I've told you this. College. Have I ever told you my first Alabama game?
0: Yes, you have. Was yeah. against
1: ECU in Birmingham at uh, Legion Field.
0: At Legion Field, that's a long time and ago. you Ala- old, man.
1: Alabama won on a blocked extra point. The <laughs> 90s were so miserable, dude. It was so bad. All right, uh. well,
0: this is Pat's Interference. If this is your first time watching us or listening to us or uh, watching a stream, this is a college football podcast where we play NCAA 14 sort of alongside our football discussion. I don't know if you can see in the bottom corner. I don't know how well you see down there. We've actually started a new season, uh, but I'm kind of setting up the preseason stuff. I'm making a recruit. His name is Bobby Toaster Oven. I'll switch to that. Uh, and then... <laughs> he looks so dumb. I'm making he a bruiser. So he is going to be a bruiser.
1: Uh, he's
0: pretty fast at 92. He's I mean, he's going to be a mega recruit. Oh man, strong.
1: Uh, are you making I'm him, like, short?
0: I made him 6'3". I'm making, like, a Derrick Henry. Yeah, you Bobby just made Derrick Henry. You're actually yeah. just making the Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, if you're listening to us on podcasts uh, like iTunes or Spotify, thank you there. If you're watching us later on YouTube, thank you there. And, of course, those of us uh, watching us live right now on Twitch, uh, we thank you, maybe even a little bit most of all. We encourage you to chat with us in the comments, ask us questions. We're going to try to do a really good job keeping an eye on that and answering your questions this week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I can update us on where we are in our NCAA um, yeah, fourteen. We were at UAB as an offensive coordinator. We won the Birmingham Bowl against Tennessee. Sure quickly. did. And now we are year one OC at Alabama. I've okay? heard of it. So we're gonna. I've heard it's we're gonna a good Start program. that. Here we're in we're a excited.
1: We're excited to start a new chapter in a new program.
0: Mm-hmm. And before we get into that, while I do this kind of boring stuff, I'll move us back here and we can start talking college football. I'm having you let us. Talk start us off since it's been a couple weeks since you've been uh, abroad.
1: Yeah, sure. So I didn't really watch very many games, especially Saturday because we were at a Manchester United game, uh, which was an awesome experience, but also super boring because the game was one nothing. They scored one goal in the 55th minute. So whatever. Isn't it one nil? Look at Isn't you. Is that what they call it? Yeah.
0: Look at me calling you out on your. Uh, game, the hooligans bro.
1: are real, by the way. Yeah. They're they're yeah they're real and they showed up in force. There was a building behind this bar that we went to to like kind of like pregame and tailgate. Uh-huh. And all the windows are knocked out.
0: Well And I-, I
1: asked one of the guys, I was like, why are all the windows knocked out? He's like, well if we lose, we get mad and come back here and throw rocks at that. And I was like, that's the most metal thing I've ever heard.
0: Okay, so before we get into college football then I wanna because I, I do think that maybe one viewer that we'll have today or a listener is a big soccer guy. Okay. So I'm sure he'd be a little bit interested in knowing what that sort of environments uh, like a man you game and compare it to sort of the sport yeah, events we know. No, here. it's
1: it's really different because especially in Old Trafford, there's not a lot of video boards. Uh huh. It's very like they have like a board that shows the score, the time, and what time of day it is. And that's pretty much it as far as video there's no video assets. There's no there's not really their motion graphic assets are for like goals and substitutions.
0: Is that like a normal thing there, or is this? Just I a honestly,
1: thing? I don't know. I, I don't think that's how it is with a lot of the newer stadiums. Like Tottenham plays at a very new stadium, and I know they've got video boards and ribbon boards all over the place. Yeah. Um. It was really cool. I will say it was really cool to be there on Veterans Day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's a huge deal over there, obviously. Is um, it really? Yeah. At eleven o'clock, everything stops. Okay. And they just sit there in silence for two minutes, which is a really cool thing to see and it's also like super bone chilling. Yeah. But then at the game they did another sort of moment of silence like Mm. that, that was really cool to see. Um, But it's the first sporting event I think I've ever been to where it got as loud as it did, as quickly as it did and then died down immediately back to where it was Mm -hmm. after the goal. 76,000 people losing their minds after a goal is, it's like second and 26, four times a game, right? Yeah. Granted, not the game I was at, but no, it was cool. It was cool, there's a lot of history there. Um, it was a good spot. I, I recommend it to anybody, even if you don't really like soccer, I think it's a great... Also, don't let English people tell you not to call it soccer, because they came up with the word soccer. Hmm. It's a big pet peeve. Is that pee true? Of mine. Yes. Huh. They came up with the word, they called it soccer for like five years and then went back to calling it football.
2: I feel like there's something to be said about having just no technology in a stadium, That's It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to was... be honest,
0: we're using a different controller today and the start button doesn't appear to be working, so I can't get past this screen. Which may come into a problem if we ever want to pause our game. But otherwise, I'm just, we're not going to have a recruit this year. So uh, I'm going to kill Bobby Toaster Oven. Oh. And we're just going to start playing games.
1: Let's heartbreaking. Did you unplug it and plug it back in?
0: I should have tried that. Too yeah. late now. Okay. Well, we're going to kill Bobby, Bobby Toaster, Toaster, Toaster oven. oven. Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, I'll go ahead and start talking. So I didn't watch very many games. Um, but I did watch replays of almost... I
0: think the game is now frozen.
1: All the main games? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you going to restart it? Or? I will work on it. Okay. You just keep going. All right. Uh. Michigan no hardball that was a huge storyline uh, no hardball they beat Penn State 24-15 their interim coach cries after the game and it, again my only issue with how they're acting when he's not there is they act like he's dead yeah and that drives me insane uh uh-huh. um also you cheated you should get punished for it uh more than you're getting punished
0: interesting am I wrong there it looks like our uh no we're good keep going I'm sorry I was very I, distracted by putting this together You two take over Michigan for So a I, I
2: kind of feel like at some point there will be an NCAA punishment but it just it's this is just the Big 10 right Yeah yeah, yeah but right It it this I, I do think it's weird because this is this is a very uh like Big 10 thing like if this is the SEC there's no punishment being handed out No mm-hmm. No. So like, they they're just waiting for the NCAA So Big 10 is really just kind of hurting themselves I don't know
1: it's, it's just, it's getting to a point where, again, I'm just tired of them acting like he's dead. Yeah. Right? And yeah. He's, he's just gone forever. Like, d- he was in town.
0: The, the us against the world mentality is getting a little... Old. Much. It's, it's old. Uh, you know, calling themselves America's team is very tacky considering you're cheating. Like, this isn't us against right. the world. Like, we caught you cheating and... So calling yourself America's team is a little silly. Uh, I don't know though if I agree that a punishment should be handed out right now at all. They're still inactive. the The investigation just closed today from the Big 12. That's true. So and they've accepted Big Ten. Sorry. And they've accepted the punishment that was handed down. So that's happening. Um, he's he's sitting out the next three games or two games, I suppose. There
1: Uh, is there's a couple things you have written down here. Yes. Michigan threw the ball eight times. One of my favorite things about that is J.J. McCarthy tweeted out, I bet, after they said that hard ball, and then he threw the ball eight times for like 40 yards. <laughs> it was like 32 um, straight runs. Yeah. like it's, yeah. Michigan's very good. No one's denying that. I Michigan did not need to cheat to win those games this year. No, of Nobody's not. denying that either. At the same time, they still did. Yeah, There's evidence that they did. Also, so, against
2: the number two rush defense in the country, and if you take out... Uh, sacks counting against rush yards, which is dumb. Holy, another yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. But number one rush defense in the country. Yeah, Penn State. Yep. Um, James Franklin sucks, dude.
0: This is the Penn State, <laughs> he sucks so bad. Penn State would be my most disappointing team of the year, if it probably weren't for USC and LSU. I'm very obviously I picked. U, I think USC. Drew sucks. Allard to 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 have a really good season and win the highs I put him as my Heisman pick if it wasn't Caleb Williams. I just thought that they were going to be more competitive in either of these games against Ohio State or Michigan. Right. They weren't really that. The score was close because they got a late touchdown, but this was not a close game in my mind. Right. Michigan never trailed. They never looked like they were going to lose, and Penn State's offense was putrid. I'm sorry, but Jim Harbaugh is not on the sideline. Yeah. You have and and and, J- and James Franklin is, and they had every everything that could have gone right with them. Pre-game went right. And they didn't even put up a fight. It was
1: the vanilla ice cream of games.
0: <sighs> it was horrible. It, it was awful. And James Franklin, I don't know if... He, he is he is like the poster child for... You can't get rid of them because you don't really know that there's something out there that's better. Right. But you also don't love what you see. I mean... No. He gets he he, he wins the, he's like what Lane Kiffin's doing right now at Ole miss. It's he's winning the games Whoa. he's supposed to. And
1: we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um He's
0: winning the games he's supposed yeah. to, but these big games he's fallen flat and, every time. And, at
1: some point you you got to start winning at least one of those games the mm-hmm. season and he just can't do it. Mm-mm. He cannot do it. He couldn't do it at Vanderbilt.
0: Well, nobody can do that at Vanderbilt. But yeah, you're right. I but mean it's still he's not a
2: super interesting coach. I, is he the play caller?
0: No, they fired no. their O.C. this okay. week because yes. of the offense okay. on Sunday. Yes. they fired
2: him. He's not a super interesting uh, <laughs> uh, head coach to begin with, yeah. but in big games you get even more boring. Talking about firing their O.C.,
1: by the way, somebody tweeted out the uh, scene from The Dark Knight Rises where Bane says they expect one of us in the Wreckage Brother <laughs> and said James Franklin do his O.C. I'll give you the first drive. By the I, way. I've been, I've been waiting for this for three weeks now.
0: All right, so where were we? I'll, I'll take back over the, the little sheet of paper here. Um, About the baptized. So yeah, James Franklin game. is just the most mid-person you can have in that role <laughs> right now. It's just not really – he's not taking them farther than they are, and he is hasn't in years. Exactly or beaten, I think Michigan – one of those teams, they beat them – I think they beat Ohio State once in his tenure. He's beaten Michigan a few times before Michigan got good, but I think he's – Definitely got, uh, he's like one in six in top ten games. I mean, it's horrible. Um, and it's just it's just not working there. And then one thing that I really want to complain about, that I hope doesn't stay but it probably will, is the Big Ten being so married to Big Noon Saturday. There mm. has to be something that they can do
1: about that. I feel, I'm so sad that Mark Ingram's on Big Noon Saturday.
0: Mark Ingram's on there. Gus Johnson, who's the most exciting uh, play-by-play guy in this sport, uh, these matchups that are huge. I mean, Michigan, Ohio State is huge every year. Penn State, Ohio State should be big. These games need to be played in the nighttime of those stadiums. You got the big house. And we got to get excited about a little noon or snooze game. <laughs> I might score 100 points on this offense. <laughs> I don't know if you just. Is this saw offense that. a little bit better? <laughs> <laughs> just threw it
1: 50 yards across the field. Uh, uh, I love Mark Ingram because I think he's a good personality. And him trying to bring anything out of Urban Meyer is like trying to squeeze water out of a sponge that's been in 80-degree sunlight for six weeks.
0: But oh, as, as early as next year, we are going to get ourselves like a prime Ohio State-Oregon oh, yeah. game that's U- going to be played at
1: noon. USC-Michigan is mm. going to be at noon. And by the way, if you're a USC fan, how pissed are you? Oh, that you've got to wake up at 9.30 to watch you get drummed.
0: I have to think that there's maybe something in the plans there to... Got to be. Kind of alleviate that and, and and give them a little bit more primetime games because they get they get ratings but they're just not the same excitement. No. Uh, anything else we want to say about Penn State Michigan Forest?
2: Um, no. Just that they could have done anything they wanted that game. Um, I uh, are we gonna do next week's games later? Yeah, we'll okay. do next week's okay. games. Okay. I was year. gonna say Michigan okay. next week. But, we can move yeah. on to the other game we have. No, 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 that's yeah. that's
0: Georgia Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, which was the game of the week per ESPN, but it was it was not an exciting affair from beginning to end. No. Uh, 52-17, Georgia won that one. Uh, and Georgia looks like they are, even more so than Alabama right now, really rounding into gear. Their Death Star is, is, is fully operational. 611 yards of offense, and it was very even. 311 through the air, 300 on the ground. I don't know, man. Georgia's coming, man. They're ready.
1: Uh, Georgia's, yes. I, I told you when you walked in tonight, I wish we were playing Georgia this week instead of when we are playing them in three weeks. Yes, because they're I feel they're like better. they're finding the rhythm. We all thought that Brock Bowers was going to be out a lot longer than he was. He's a freak of nature, the fact that, that guy is back. an absolute monster, dude. Uh, and, of course, Lad McCockney, whatever his last name is. McCockney. McCockney um, is awesome. Yeah. He's, he's, he's so much fun to watch. It's so aggravating yeah. to watch him. But Carson Beck looks more comfortable. Like that, that whole team's just—I don't want to say turn it around because that makes yeah. it sound like they were bad.
2: They yeah. definitely weren't ever bad, but they are
0: not beating Auburn by only seven anymore. That no. had had
2: shades of being a good game at first, but very quickly just—I feel like Georgia and Michigan of
1: kind of copy and pasted each other every single week, where it's like, oh oh, we're you know, or not, uh, not Michigan, Ohio State. Uh oh, it's a close game in the first quarter, and then you go away at commercial break after the quarter. And then it's, okay, Justice Haynes, do you want to, I mean, come on, man. Um, but it's it's uh, it's not even close anymore. Like, you, you come back after the first quarter, and you, you went to go get a beer, and you come back, and all of a sudden they're up by 40.
0: Oh, yeah, Ole Miss scored first, and we thought that there was going to be a semblance of a game. And that's, the next thing we knew, it was 17 That's just man seven football. And then they, they just, just ran That's just man away football, with it. right so. so i got a question for you, and I, I want to focus, I want to talk about Lane Kiffin, actually, for a little while. Okay. True or false? I'm going to ask you both. Lane Kiffin is kind of getting back to being an overrated head coach in college football. I'll
2: let you go first. Hmm. I don't quite. Rema- I, I like. I, I wasn't quite paying attention to him as much when he could have been called overrated before. Yeah, but this is when he was at USC. Yeah, and he came in yeah, number one. He had yeah. Matt Barkley. I mean, and fired him at the airport. Yeah, Tennessee. But uh this guy
1: at Tennessee too.
2: It is starting to feel overrated now here. Um little bit soft.
0: Yes. He has old miss better than they normally are. Yeah, yeah. Right? But what is he accomplishing really? Especially to be brought up in, in like it's almost, I mean, people bring him up as, as as a Saban replacement all the time in Alabama. Yeah. Which is just so out of this world premature for what he's accomplished.
2: Kind of feels a sort of similar to like Lincoln Riley. Yeah. In that sense. I mean the amount of people a, you just had oh. open on that play was astounding. I had to go
0: to Yeah, it was
1: astounding. Um yeah, I don't I don't think he's I won't say he's overrated. Um I just he needs to be careful cuz I I think one more year like this and people are going to start saying, okay, what, what are we actually doing here? Also, is old Miss a program where you can have that sort of success that people are looking forward to, not call them overrated anything? I think so. I think so, too, but,
2: oh, my yeah, gosh. Dude, we're going to score a 1,000 wow. points a game. I mean, I'm well, glad you guys just scored, because now when I throw a pick, it won't feel as bad. <laughs> if you throw a pick, you throw a pick. Uh, uh, it's just... gunslingers. I've, I've seen him brought for the a James.
0: I'll say that if, if they get him at A&M, which they're not, but I've seen his name be thrown out there. I mean, that that is, in a lot of ways, just another Jimbo Fisher, just a guy that doesn't really get you over the top. Man. Anyway, man. I just think he, I, I think that, I don't think that he's all that. that Do, that's that's kind of. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. Also, we'll talk about Jimbo at some point, but man.
0: Yeah, that's the end, the end. To be paid that
1: much podcast. money to go away. It's fascinating to me. All right. Washington beat Utah 35-28. Didn't look. This is one of the few games I watch. That Ow! is awesome.
0: <laughs> I tried to throw it away, but that
1: awesome. is. <laughs> is so awesome.
0: Oh, and well, those of you oh, listening man. on the podcast, Forrest just broke a tackle in oh. the back of the end zone.
1: And took a 16-yard sack. Took his, but he did not oh. take the safety. But guess what down in distance it is now. It's second and 26. You have to up. throw a touchdown. Yeah, that's the, we're going. Oh, Seattle? Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> make Damn. sure you look off the. Scenery. This is gonna be so awesome. Uh
0: yeah no Washington didn't look cash always
1: pretty. Got it.
0: He title. got it.
1: Um. <laughs>
2: my
0: foot was out of oh my god! Oh
1: my. And that was a fifty yard completion. That's, that's uh, Malik that was Vincent. a Dart. Uh. Yeah. Wait, uh, okay. Uh, Utah man, Utah comes so close every week. Yeah. To making the big thing happen and then they just don't and it's so sad to Maybe watch. USC though. That's not a thing anymore. It, it just doesn't... Oh, oh, oh. That's a touchdown. That is a safety. <laughs> Wait, he threw. I thought it was incomplete. Uh, I don't think he ever got rid of it. I think that is a safety.
2: It looks like IRL Jalen Melro week one, though, for what it's worth. <laughs> hey, great first drive. Um, I haven't played this game in a while. It's okay. They, they
1: didn't score after that, so we're up 14-2. to made a good run in basketball. Um,
0: I don't have a ton to say about Washington because I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Vegas seems pretty sure that they know what's going to happen to Washington the rest of the way. They're actually uh, an underdog against number 11, Oregon State this week, and I think even more I, so... I hate that. Vegas seems pretty sure that Oregon's going to give them the work if they both reach uh, the Pac-12 title game. So what... Do, do you feel like we're leaning a little too far into that, or do you think Michael Penix might have a little bit something for us we're, down these last We're few definitely
1: doubting Washington too much. Yeah. I think, no, I don't think they're as good as they were when they played Oregon, mainly because I think other teams have a lot of film on them now. Yeah. Um, I think Colorado's the other team you can look at to sort of go by that mold of, oh, no, teams just kind of figured out how to play against them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're bad, and I think people are discounting them way too much. Boink. Wow. Yeah. Corey Brooks might win the Heisman. Uh,
0: wow. I, I think there is something to be said about the college football teams that find ways to win all the close games. When we get this far in the year, I kind of stop paying attention to, yeah, but they barely beat, yeah, but they barely beat, yeah, but they won all of them. Which yes. means it's now, in mm-hmm. my mind, a skill uh, that this team possesses. Texas is in that class right now. Kind of, yes. They
1: barely beat Kansas State. Well, they barely beat yep. T C They still won. Mm-hmm. They still won.
0: Um, Without
2: when you were... Yeah, sure. They but did about to won, yeah.
0: though. Which is a little different in my mind. Uh,
1: yes, agreed, but it's it's still a similar situation. Also, Texas was doing it without their
0: quarterback. Uh yeah, that's true. Um, so I don't have much more to say about Washington other than the fact that We've got a, they've got a big test this weekend and we'll talk more about that. I do believe Pennock should still be the leader for the Heisman as uh, it stands.
1: Okay. Oregon holds on to beat USC thirty six twenty seven. Um Knicks had four hundred and twelve yards, four touchdowns. He's got 29 touchdowns and two interceptions on the season.
0: Yeah, he's he's really. I mean, I didn't Heisman realize numbers. he was having such an insane. League. I mean, yeah. he's successful. You season. have
1: here heavy favorite to win the Heisman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, USC. Let's let's. Oregon's great. We'll talk about Oregon here in a bit because they've got an interesting game this weekend. Yeah. Uh, dude, I feel so bad for Caleb Williams, mm. and I know I shouldn't because he's making a Brazilian dollars right now in nil money alone. And he's Heisman Trophy winner, and he's probably going to get drafted in the first round this year.
0: He's more, more than likely the number one pick. Yes, like ninety. Uh, sure. percent until he
1: still should be the number one. Well, pick, until yeah. Mel Kuyper talks you into Drake May. Right. Just give him a couple months because he's going to do it. Well, well, that's let, kind of starting right now already. A, a real cerebral play. Don't let him as do Mel it. Mel Kiper will say, "Don't let him do it." Uh, is Lincoln Riley the guy, dude? Like, like what's like? What are we to make
2: of him?
0: I have fallen off a little bit more. I'm very disappointed in Lincoln Riley, but I know Force is going to defend him more, so I'm going to let him start.
2: Well, I was going to say, as as a noted Lincoln Riley truther, I uh-huh. <laughs> I am sort of I am a little I'm a little bit down on him now, like a lot more this year than I was last year. It is only his second season there, mm-hmm. which is the is why I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. But with all the things coming out, like they don't tackle in practice there's like like maybe one day of kind of tackling and like his defenses are never good even all the way back to like you you can't go back far enough in his career like Oklahoma ECU Texas Tech it's always even if he's not the head coach wherever he is it's good offense bad defense so I I just I don't see how that's going to change unless Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he they needs, just need to be more physical I don't know he but, needs
1: a Kevin Steele hire yeah. is what he needs and I I don't think he knows how to get it and I don't think he has a proverbial little black book like Saban does he where needs he can to- call on a guy like that I mean I think the best he could get right now and I'm not joking is Will Muschamp
0: that would be a great hire for them. Honestly. I'm
1: not jo- like I am not joking there. I really do think like a Charlie Strong, Will champ type. That
2: brings
0: or, a brand to that team that they don't have.
2: Or yeah. he could go throw a bag at like a, a fired NFL head coach. Like um, I am I'm now blanking on his name, but the uh, Tampa Bay.
0: Uh, Bulls. Yes. Yeah. Somebody like, somebody like him.
2: Yeah. I uh, could do
1: that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options there for him. But no,
0: pe- people keep trying to talk about Lincoln Riley like, well, it's, like you just said, it's only a second. He didn't. There's nothing to build there. We have Transfer Portal and NIL. Yeah. He flipped that as quick yes, as Deion plus Colorado. Yeah, that is a turnkey and situation. And he got the best quarterback that college football has seen in quite some time as far as just talent standpoint goes. I'm
2: starting to think that Lincoln riley just will never have a defense. Which and that's the problem. Three, that's it. Couple, he, yeah. he is, right now, currently, in
1: the perfect conference to have that recipe. Next year when he's in the Big Ten, that won't fly. Right. When he goes and plays Iowa and they get skunked and lose... You're Ten to seven, or ten now, to
2: five, or whatever it's going to be. Will they? They're going to riot. Will he get better? Better recruits, better transfers, better defensive players. Now that he's in the Big Ten, like maybe. I don't like. Is, yeah, that's. Maybe. I mean, that's a good point. Maybe he goes to a Wisconsin
1: and starts recruiting better there or something. I could definitely see that, but it needs to be within the next two years. Yeah, I think he and Kiffen have a similar short leash situation. Hmm. I think. Lincoln's might be a little bit longer. Five wide quarterback power you're scoring. I promise you. Oh, oh no, you're going hurry. Oh, well, you have to. Okay, I see what you're doing. This is going
0: to go. This is going to get it. Uh Uh-oh. Now, three years ago, I would have said, like, all right, he's young. He has his bumps and bruises, but he will win a national championship. He is that caliber, and he's too young. He's going to coach for too long. I just – I'm kind of falling. Like, I'm wondering if Lincoln Riley is just going to go to the NFL and never really win that national championship. I think the NFL will come and post him at some point. He's, he's one of the better minds in football these days, and he's just a huge, huge disappointment in the fact that it's he's now going on about a decade of this, and about so, a decade of head coaching, and ten straight years of great offenses and horrible defenses. It's just.
1: So do you see him being like a Cliff Kingsbury then?
0: Yeah, I think he's a, hmm. he, he's a rich man's Cliff.
2: He's gonna coach the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, He's gonna,
0: he could take oh. over for Belichick. I can think of worse dudes <laughs> to, try to try to bring the uh, All
1: right. Texas gets by TCU 29-26 in OT. Um, they've done it back-to-back weeks. Uh-huh. They did it without Quinn Ewers. Um, it's impressive, but I'm falling off on Texas, and I also think if week two is played today, which it isn't. Texas yeah. won that game fair and squared. Nothing to take from them. But if Alabama and Texas played today, I think Alabama would win by two scores.
0: I think Alabama would be Texas today, but you know, not the way it shook. Uh, Most people, I think, are agreeing with you right now. Uh, Quinn Ewers came back. He actually played pretty well on Saturday. Um, He had, I think, had one turnover, but he played pretty well. And just the yeah, the team doesn't have the same punch or the same fire that it did in week two against Alabama, and that's a little bit to be expected. Right. Um, Great pass. But I and I I actually wrote it here in the notes. Like, I wonder if. Texas survived just long enough to actually do get through because they're they're in the playoff if they went out I I believe. Um, they're at
1: Iowa State this weekend and it's going to be a very interesting game.
0: Iowa State is a team that can upset people, but I I don't really think that that's happening. I think that I think that Texas has weathered the worst of I what they're going to gonna have happen to them and I think they're going to try to hand that off.
1: I love your play calling. I was More trying than to anything on this earth.
0: I never called the. Did you option. just see that? <laughs> I never call. It but, but that's much. what our
1: offense needs. We run the same like eight plays every week, and now Forrest uh, is like, you know what? Jet sweep triple option. Here we go, dude. I if I
2: had, if I had just been able to hand that off there, that's that's six. It's a first down.
0: Iowa State, Texas Tech, Big 12 championship. What percentage would you give Texas to lose one of those games?
1: Uh, fifty percent. You think fifty? Yeah, I do. I do. I I, I think it, it it can only last for so long. Now, granted when Ewers coming back is huge yeah and i can see a world where he comes back and they light the world on fire again because he's rested and all that but i i think he was back last week he played last week i did not know that yeah sorry i was in europe but that's okay they needed to play. oh my god what was that that? uh for him to uh for him to really progress and Mm -hmm. and they they win a big 12 title I, i just don't see it really happening honestly um all right let's see how much time? 39 seconds
0: We'll move on to the Bama-Kentucky game. That's the next one on our list. Alabama beats Kentucky 49-21. It was a noon game. Uh, Forrest and I were here watching with Parker, who was last week's host. Uh, really, Shout out Parker hosting last week. He was Parker great. did a great job, honestly. Parker was fantastic. He quit uh, and he's a great. he's been a great company to watch Bama with as well. Uh, Milrow had another kind of evolution to the storybook of his season, where he started off pretty atrociously. This week he was fifteen to twenty-two, two hundred thirty-four yards. He had the uh, the three touchdowns. He had some rushing touchdowns. He did have the one pick where he threw across the body, like that, like that. Um, But all things considered, another good showing from him is his. You want it or you want me to take it? (laughs) You can can do the next drive. Uh, But the thing I do want to talk about more than Milrow, who was very impressive, was again the Alabama defense. Sure. If you don't include the touchdown drive they gave up with the backups in after yep. the, the starters came out, uh, they gave up 178 yards hmm. against a very experienced, successful quarterback in college, Devin Leary, who's played a lot of big games and be you know seen a lot of football. They shut him down. He was seeing ghosts. He was scared for his life. Um, this is what gets Alabama to the playoff if it happens. We've known this for weeks now. But is the defense? Do you think even getting better? because I do think they are.
1: Yes. Uh yes, I think the defense is getting better week by week. This was definitely a game where I thought I was going to look at my phone and it was 7-3 Kentucky or uh-huh. something of that nature and I was going to be mad and then by the time I got to my hotel it would be 21-7 Alabama yeah. or 24-7 Alabama. No. It was very shocking to open my phone and see 14-nothing Alabama with the ball and driving in the first quarter. First um, Yeah,
0: first time Bama scored their opening drive since the uh, middle Tennessee. and What a difference yeah. three years makes. Uh,
1: yeah, it was, it was definitely surprising to see that, but I, I was excited, and like you said, it, it adds something to that offense. I told you this a couple minutes ago, but the fact that Tommy Reese is a Broyles Award finalist and Kevin Steele isn't baffles me. Yeah, it's a little... Kevin ludicrous. Steele has been a monster in halftime adjustments and preparing guys for games this year, where normally Alabama would just kind of fall asleep.
0: You can make the argument that outside of Nick Saban, who I'll never say isn't, but outside of Nick Saban, Kevin Steele's the most important man in that building, and has been, mo- been the biggest addition to big Alabama in, and I'll say this with my chest, Kevin Steele's been the best addition to Alabama in many years. Yes. Um, probably since Sarkeesian. And it really, Sark wasn't as big, because the offense was still good when Sark took over. We were still scoring and going to championships, but our our entire like thumbprint, our entire makeup, mm-hmm. Alabama's entire makeup wasn't threatening to go away, especially defensively. And he completely flipped that back around. It's it's impressive. Fourth, Yo, you've watched every yeah, you keep going. Fourth, you've watched every Alabama game this year. What's your pulse on the team right now?
2: Yeah, um I even even this week I think they've improved since last week. Every... Even, like, obviously, not as talented a team as LSU, but yeah. just the offense looks better every week, um, and I think th- I think the defense does too. Like, I don't... If they keep improving, like, I, I don't see why they can't beat Georgia, and if somebody else loses, make it into the playoffs. so...
0: I have trouble being unbiased, obviously, when I talk Alabama, the same way you do for Patriots or ECU. What would you set the line of the Georgia-Bama game at right now if you were if you were the odds maker? Right now, yeah.
2: Probably. I mean, that's probably Georgia by three to five.
0: That's about where it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it opened at Georgia four and a half. Okay. Last week. Um. So yeah, I, th- I think I would agree with you there. I think they can be. I don't expect them to beat Georgia.
2: I think that's a game where Georgia is favored, but. Alabama has a legitimate shot to win, and they are not.
0: We did it two years ago. Yeah, with Bryce Young. Georgia was favored in that game by a a substantial—I think about a touchdown, maybe six points—and they went out and. I mean, Alabama plays really, really well in Mercedes-Benz. They haven't lost there since they built the new Mercedes-Benz. They haven't lost. They might this year, but I don't.
2: Granted, I'm not as familiar with um, other seasons, but this has got to be one of Saban's best coaching jobs in general. Just it is the way he handled the quarterback situation. Um, from someone who wishes they had a coach that could handle the quarterback <laughs> situation like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was just perfect. Like he, he was like, "I'm going to show you what the other one is for a game," uh, and, and then and then and then. But you might be right. Yeah. yeah. But no. But like looking back, he was like, "Now you know, Millro is the guy. Nobody's questioning it. It's Millro's confident. Like he did such a good job of keeping him confident." Like I made, think on top of that, Milroe, this has
1: been Saban's favorite team to coach. And I used to say that about the 15-team. Yeah. We both did, with Coker and those dudes. And it was a similar situation where it was, don't know who's going to take snaps. Then we know who's going to take snaps because he kind of, you know, Uh played his heart out during the A&M game, right? Um, I think it's a similar situation to that. And you were talking about, I heard you while I was in the other room, but uh, the line for Georgia-Alabama right now, I think, would be Georgia minus three and a half.
0: Yeah, it opened at four and a half, and I think no. it. I think it actually might start moving Bama's way if they play well this weekend. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Georgia could crush Tennessee, but
1: that's true. That's very true. Okay, we can kind of do whatever we want. Well,
2: they they start comparing the Alabama-Tennessee game to.
0: Force, I need a touchdown out of you.
2: Yeah, I know. I can't. I can't go this whole game without getting a touchdown. That would just be extremely fraudulent. Get your
0: toes wet. You're but, all right. Just wait till postseason when we just get in here and are playing our Minecraft realm. <laughs>
2: Stop. <laughs> Don't play with my heart like See, the that. problem is I like running, like, jet sweeps and stuff, and it doesn't work. When but... we
0: get in here and we just do a playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3, ah, nobody likes that game.
1: Jade started playing <laughs> Fallout again last night. Yeah? Uh, she almost drowned the dog, like, six times. You I didn't can know... drown dog meat? Yes. Does she still
0: refuse to call the dog by its name?
1: Uh, yeah, she thinks it's unkind, so she, I think she started calling it, like, Spot or something yesterday. Mm. Which, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh... We already talked did we talk Missouri, Tennessee?
0: We have now, that's our next game.
1: Is Mizzou good? Yes. Is Tennessee good?
0: Yes, but not last week. I do think Tennessee's a good team. A good team. I think that they're above average to good team that has after they lost to Bama, kinda lost a lot of their steam. I actually do think they'll play better this week than they did last week. But Missouri did destroy Tennessee thirty six seven.
1: They did, and their offense could do whatever they wanted, but Georgia didn't really struggle against Missouri.
0: They lost, I mean, Georgia, so the Georgia-Missouri game. That I saw. Yeah, Georgia and Missouri had the same exact, almost the same exact rush yards, pass yards, everything was equal except Georgia was able to get two interceptions. That was legitimately the difference in that game. Because Missouri hung with them. They lost by eight, nine, seven, something like that.
1: I just, I don't know. I, I think Tennessee, like you said, I think Tennessee is a good football team. I think Tennessee had a very bad week where nothing was working. I still don't understand why Tennessee won't go to Um, uh,
0: Probably too early. I mean, he is a true freshman, and Milton's been in football for 12 years. He's been a college football quarterback for 12 years. I don't think that Saturday was Milton's fault either. I mean, the offense was bad. Uh, no, I agree anything, with you. I agree with but. You. The whole team was out of sorts. The whole team didn't show up to play. The whole team was looking forward to Georgia. I think that's what it is. The whole team slept through this one because they're looking for Georgia. Unfortunately, now this takes a lot of luster off of that game.
1: Yeah, it really does. It really does. It takes a lot of the energy out of that game. I think Tennessee thought it was going to be a little bit of an easier time, Uh and it wound up not being that. Uh, Can Tennessee get up for the Georgia game? Vegas has them as a 10-point underdog. I think Georgia covers this weekend.
0: I think Georgia... Well, and it's not because Tennessee's bad. I think Georgia is just that good right now. I think they blow the brakes off of them. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's 10. I think it's 20.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, all right, Jane Daniels, who should be the highest one in this year, even though he's not
2: going to be. Oh, gosh, Tyler Buckner's in. Did
0: you hurt our quarterback? Oh, I think did. Mill- <laughs>
2: <laughs> Miller might have gotten hurt.
0: <laughs> that would be fun.
2: That's okay. It's just like a Kentucky game. He'll be back.
0: Well, Buckner's not starting next week. I'm putting <laughs> no, Simpson.
2: No, 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 no. We're not doing that. You know uh, what, Southern Simpson. He's we're running the ball if he's. he's no, I think he's back. I think we're good. Yeah, there he, is. Ah, yeah. he came he's out and Yeah, he It was, just was no, off. no, no. That was a designed
1: play for Tyler Buckner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, all right, where are we? Uh, Jaden Daniels had. I should have put his stats on here when I was typing this out. I just wasn't thinking. About uh, but he uh, had 350 uh, passing, 250 uh, rushing. Never I been mean done. The
2: first player. Yes. Yeah, the first player ever. That I is, thought
0: Daniels was out of the Heisman race. I will be honest with you. not he, not not due to any fault of his own, obviously, but I do just think the nature of the. Heisman. I thought, yeah, getting that third yeah. loss, the way that the Heisman's talked about, whether or not it's fair, I thought he was going to fall out of favor. But to go out and do that against a, a, a brand that's as recognizable as Florida, that put him right back in that top three. That he he, oh, could, for sure. he can he can absolutely one hundred percent
2: just put himself back in it. And if he has another game like that or similar or like half that. It would just keep his games. Uh, yeah. He, and,
0: and honestly, as a Bama fan, I'm going. I'll be, I'm not gonna say it's out of question that he could have brought the team back in Tuscaloosa. He is that good.
2: Camillo not throwing the. No, I don't think it would have happened, it's but it's on definitely game, not the If there's way. a
0: quarterback in college football that could have come back from down 14 and with seven minutes left to beat Bama, it, it was. Yeah. It uh, was Daniels.
1: Actually, I, what I should say is on this, the way we have the slider set here, it is uh, virtually impossible to throw on the running completely.
2: I didn't realize I was just running the Wildcat. I want to do that, that again. That was pretty dope. Yeah. I'm going to go hurry up and see if I can do it again. I love your offense.
0: Ooh. You blast left, you can blast right now?
2: Yeah, we're going right.
0: All right, we're going to pause talking talk um, about football. Nope, to check out sorry.
2: This.
0: Yeah, that comes undone a lot.
2: Okay. There we go. Yeah, let's go again. This is a touchdown all day.
0: Oh, they did just so you're going to have to go up tackle. You no. got that edge. You got that edge, You got though. the
2: edge. Take the edge. Take the edge. Take the edge.
0: Oh, oh
1: it just came Bad out of read. nowhere. Bad read. You're going to get points. You're right. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, Jane Daniels should win the Heisman. He's not going to and It's going to be Matt. Also, forks up. He beat Oregon in 2019. He and Brandon Nayuk played football
0: together. Can a, can a player... I know. I'm mean, Sorry. Yes, they did, actually. I forgot about that. At Evan Arizona Brandon State,
1: Ayuk. and upset Oregon at home. <coughs> sorry. Cam's got to be let I mean, him, I mean, him a true have freshman.
0: it. freshman. Um... Can a player not named Bo Nix, Pennix, or Daniels win the Heisman still? No. Or is it setting up worse? Oh,
1: that's tough. That's tough. That's okay. It's a good drive. I good just drive. really wanted the are And to they're, not, they're not going
0: 99 yards against so. us. You can take my next drive. I want you scoring. Oh. Uh All right. And, no, I don't want you playing yet because this is forced big chance to si- si- uh, shine. Sorry. Um, our next game to discuss was one of the probably the biggest ones the weekend. ECU wins their second game of the year.
2: Yeah, um, with a at, statement win. At this point, seven. at this point, we'll take it. Uh, shout out to Andrew Conrad. Five kicks all over forty yards, no yeah. misses. That is, it feels like <laughs> it feels like the curse has been lifted. Um, starting with the very first game of the 2022 season uh-huh. when ECU missed that kick to lose the game against NC State. I yeah. completely forgot that happened. And that that kicker, that was an All-American kicker from, or I think he was like, maybe not All-American. He was like all first team, all conference or something the year before. Um, be that's the kicker amazing. that missed and just was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just had the most Tyler Buckner play ever. <laughs>
1: You can't he be doing that. Uh, oh, I'm going to take one more. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm sorry. No, uh, so it, 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 that, that that one miss against NC State kind of sent him down this path of missing everything, getting cut, going to another school, bringing in this other kicker, and it's kind of been down ever since then. Even this year mm-hmm. hasn't been that great until it, it feels like it's finally back because ECU never has kicking problems, and uh, for some reason – it was just in everybody's heads until now. I think it feels like they've finally done it. The offense still doesn't look great, but I'm not going to complain too much about it. I think there's plenty of problems. A one, a one in eight team coming in could have easily quit on Mike Houston. Yeah, that's um, good point. This team has not, and that's, that's there's a lot of people. Uh, out there comparing this to the Scotty Montgomery years and they're like at least Scotty Montgomery won three games in his like He wasn't great, but he won three games offense looks good looked good The difference is I have never seen worse teams worse defense than than under him as a coach The teams absolutely quit but with one win coach Houston still has the locker room He should not be fired fire the oh, offensive court yeah. fire the offensive coordinator um, but shout out shout out Blake Harrell Defensive coordinator, who's probably going to get hired away after this season. He's done such a great job. ECU is the number 37 defense in the country, um, statistically, and it's all it's, it's thanks to Blake Harrell. And he's he's I think he's going to get Which taken away. Which is a away. big
0: reason why they can beat Navy because you do not want to run a triple option against that defense. You're not going anywhere all day.
2: <sighs> ECU has struggled with Navy historically.
0: Oh, well, that's good. We'll get to we're going to. Well, they're that pirates,
2: so that makes
1: sense. If any team's going to struggle against <laughs> Navy, it's probably the pirates. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, this is the part of the pod where we just kind of talk about some other games. You don't go too much in depth. You just give me your initial thoughts. we got four of them. Uh, Miami loses by seven, Florida State, Florida State, 27-20. What's your takeaway from that? From the
1: line. You're asking me? Yeah. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke is broken in every which way imaginable. Oh. <laughs> hmm. yeah, Mentally and physically, that is a broken man, and I feel bad for him. I gotta get rid he's
0: of a of guy this. I feel bad for. Mark, I, 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 I
1: genuinely career. feel bad for him because he was good. He was not just yeah. an okay quarterback. He was a good quarterback. Should have
0: come to Bama when we threw a bag at him.
2: Uh, I don't know. I'd take Miller over him. I um,
0: too, but he should have come. Yes, and he, he should
1: have. He should have. He,
2: uh, he was starting off the season hot, too.
1: Yeah, and I I, I feel bad for him because I think if he's healthy, they probably win that game. I think Florida State's actually a little bit worse than people realize. They are. Um, and I think they're very beatable, and I don't think they're going to lose.
0: No, they. I, I think all of those things are true. They survived their toughest test with Clemson, and they—that's that was about as. Who tough do they they've have got, left? They have got Florida, and they've got. Uh, I don't think they play a conference. They've got game to play left.
1: well, and they've got to play. Uh, Louisville in the conference title, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's. I mean, but that's again right.
0: Whoever they played this week wasn't enough for us to put in our little mm. thing up there. North uh, Alabama. Spread. Yeah, so they've got Florida left. It's going to be a night game in Florida. That's not an easy place to win. That Shout is out. FSU minus 11 yeah, and a half in that
2: Florida next, game. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, Ralph Reynolds was there shooting that game, by the way. Thoughts? I mean, yeah, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear your Would, uh,
1: uh, any anytime we can get troops on the ground and get some thoughts, that's that's huge. I do
0: bet Doke was rocking. I bet it was a loud stadium. Uh they took some seats out. It's not as loud as it used to be, but it can still get really loud there. Um, especially undefeated <laughs> night uh, night venues like that.
1: Uh okay. Uh Stanford, Oregon State, 62-17 Oregon State. They can score. There's no doubt about that. Stanford is a colossally bad football team right now.
0: And if you're looking for a reason why Washington isn't favored this week, it's because they're going up against a team that just put up 62 on a conference opponent a week Hey, who's Oregon State's quarterback? That doesn't just happen.
1: Who's playing quarterback for uh, Oregon State right now? Can you remind me?
0: I can, but I want to know if Forrest can remember how to pronounce his name.
2: DJ Uyunglele. He nailed it. That was actually really good. Uh... Y- yeah,
0: Mr. Dr. Pepper himself. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. He was the first dude to land the Dr. Pepper deal uh, as soon as NIL <laughs> became a thing. And I, all, every time I think of him, like they gave him the Dr. Pepper ad over Bryce yeah. Young, and it maddens me to this day. And then of course Bryce eventually got it later and did a much better job.
1: Well, and now is the worst uh, NFL quarterback in the world. You can. I'm terrible. This game Adam Gold show on yeah. WRAL on yeah. on sports. Uh, okay, uh, Duke, forty-five, North Carolina, forty-seven.
0: I don't know if you. I don't know if you got this, but while you were in Europe philandering around, the Panthers won a game.
2: They won a damn
0: football game, and it was against C.J. Stroud. I actually saw that, and... Head-to-head, uh, head, Bryce Young has won another against C.J. Stroud. That's all I care about.
1: I, I, I did see that, and I watched the replay of the game, oh and I, I turned it off halfway through. I was, I was not like, throwing... I watch this again. I was
2: not throwing that ball away, by the way. Force finish. I love that, that you're this, going for finish it. Finish this game. I can't. <laughs> this is... I'm a fraud. You're making Malik Benson run the entire
1: way across the field to then run a go route, uh, and you're gonna throw it to him, aren't you? Oh, that was Kobe Prentice.
0: Uh Duke, I want to go to A here. But... North Carolina was a great game. Oh
2: my! Tyler Mismanaged Martin. the hell by everybody involved. <laughs> Dude, this is awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, take it. You finish this.
1: We're up 30. I don't think. I think you're all right.
0: And they didn't even score there. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, Maybe I should start. UNC beat Duke 47-45, and I think. What a game. Double overtime? Yeah.
1: Great game. game. Super fun game to watch.
0: Unfortunately, what are you with the uh, and I know I can speak in hyperbole sometimes, but I think I genuinely mean it this time when I say that as far as refs go, and that was one of the worst of the ref fourth corners I've ever seen in a football game. Uh, I heard it was atrocious. Well, here's what happened. Okay, so you remember the Alabama-LSU game from 2011? Yes. Game of the century yep. where, I think it was Michael Williams, the tight yep. end, went up and Eric Reed pulled it out of his hands? Yes. Well, a play like that happened on like a very key third down in the red zone in that game. Drake may throws the ball and it looks like his guy has it, but then if they're falling, it looks like Duke will... And, okay, so we're all like, oh, this is going to be insane. And they say, if ruling on the field is a catch, and they're all talking about it, and I'm sitting there, I'm genuinely talking to MCM going, this is nuts. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to... I said the words, they are going to spend an eternity reviewing this. Did not get reviewed. Did not get reviewed, and but two the, plays later, uh, North Carolina scores, but then Duke goes right down the field and scores, so it kind of erased the big, the, you know the, that yeah. moment, because then again, UNC Bull. goes right down and ties it. It was crazy. Man,
1: it, was it, it was bad, dude.
0: But MC got to learn about college football overtime, which was kind of fun to try to explain That's to her. That's fun. <laughs> How did tough. she like
1: them going for two over and over again?
0: Um, did they reach that point? I don't think they got to the point where you had to do alternating twos. UNC scored, got a two, and then Duke scored but didn't get their two. Oh, the okay, okay, ended. okay. I see. Uh, so they did not go to alternating two point conversions. It was fun watching her be a nervous oh. football fan because she does. I mean, when when a game is on and it, if it's UNC, like she watches, she cares. Yeah, she right. gets into it. You've seen her do it for uh for basketball. Right. Anyway, we're not spending a sentence on these. Uh, uh, Auburn 48 Arkansas 10.
1: We don't need to talk about this game except Auburn is looking a lot better now and that hmm. makes me so nervous for the Iron Bowl. What
0: about Sam Pittman and Arkansas? How do you lose by Auburn of 34?
1: Oh, you turn on the Polar Express at halftime and watch it on the TVs in the locker room. I don't us? know if you saw that.
0: What? Arkansas like a, players no, were watching the that.
1: Polar Express at halftime. It, in the like,
0: it room. got like kind of leaked out that like during halftime it was like on the Ugh. TV and players were standing on the watch to the Polar Express oh my. while losing by double digits. To That's
2: Auburn. awful. All right, we got to do this uh, also. I did not pay attention to the clock right. there. That's
0: uh, all good. Okay, uh, we're gonna pick the spread super quick here. a Okay. okay second yep. Yep.
1: Today. Uh, Miami, one point favorite against Louisville. Who do you take, Miami or Louisville? I'm actually going Louisville. I am too. straight up. Same.
0: Miami's a dead program right Navy,
1: now. Navy, three point favorite over ECU. I think we're all taking ECU.
2: I mean, I'm going ECU. Mm-hmm. I don't feel great about it, but this is ECU has lost to Navy years that there's no way they should have. This is a year we have to steal one back. Like I feel, I, I feel good about this. I shouldn't, but I feel good about it. I'm calling
0: uh, ECU just because, not because of the way ECU's been playing, but the way Navy's been playing. They yeah. got destroyed by Air Force. Yep. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. The last two games have been yeah. horrible, horrible big losses. Uh,
2: it, it's it's just like historically, I know it's like they moved on from the coach, but historically, ECU always has problems with Navy's triple option. Uh-huh. But the way Blake Harrell is ECU's defense playing, I. I think it's ECU. You can take ECU plus the points or straight up, I think. Uh,
1: Clemson, or excuse me, Georgia is a 10-point favorite at Tennessee. We've already talked about this, but we all expect Georgia to win handedly, right? Much more than just covering in this game. I would take
2: Georgia minus 17.
1: (laughs) I I, I would feel comfortable 14.5 for Georgia. I (laughs) I might go look into that after this game uh, or after this pod. Clemson, 6.5-point favorites at UNC, or against UNC at home. I've got UNC covering. I don't have them winning, but I have them covering. It's in Chapel Hill? Yeah, I guess so. It's um, in, I believe it is in Death Valley. Death Valley, okay. Death Valley, Jr.
0: I also yeah. have in winning, but not covering.
1: Okay. Uh, USC is a six-point favorite over rival UCLA. I think they'll cover that one. I think they'll actually win that game
0: pretty handedly. The only team more cooked in the Pac-12 right now as far as contending Expectations, the teams, yeah. Right. Is UCLA is the only team probably, because I don't think they keep Chip Kelly. I think he's a dead man walking. I think USC kind of gets yeah.
1: right in this game. Yeah, Forced. I, I agree with you. Yep, USC, um, minus six. Oregon State, two and a half point favorite against Washington. I already said this during the pod. I think Washington is being massively disrespected here.
2: Yep. I think they're pissed off and I
1: think they're going to cover this game and win this game.
2: I, I, I think Washington by a, by a score. Ladies and gentlemen, Jade Norwood.
0: And she walks you in. Did, you didn't crawl behind us this time.
2: <laughs> Washington <laughs> by a touchdown. A uh, few more topics.
1: Uh, Oh, gosh, dude. Jimbo got fired.
0: Yeah, we have to discuss this a, a, a little bit. It's so 76 million to get to, we, to not come. We did to a
1: hop-on, hop-off bus tour of London, <sighs> and they were talking about the most expensive apartments you can buy on this one street in London. Uh-huh. And every single apartment they were saying, I would lean over to Jade and be like, he could buy that one and still have $5 million to play with. <laughs> he could buy that one and still have $15 million to play with. Uh, Which is insane. And... He's he's terrible. Since he said that Nick Saban should have been smacked more by his father, by the way, he went 11 and 11 and 6 and 9 in the SEC. And uh went to zero ball games.
0: He had So if one you're gonna, If
1: you're going to come at the King, don't miss.
0: They <laughs> signed him to a fully guaranteed mega contract what, 5 years ago, 6 yep. years ago now.
1: They gave him an extension this year.
0: He had one good season oh my god one season where they met or exceeded expectations once yep and it was the COVID year and they won 10 games and they finished in the top six and that was it it, they've
2: won 10 games twice in the last like 20 years yeah Yeah. and what are their by the way
1: we can add him to the list of guys who had their job saved because they beat Alabama and Nick
2: Saban what what is their like ceiling, what, what's what is their realistic expectation that they won't fire a coach for? The thing is that program is a dream to be at.
1: Like you have more money than God. Mm-hmm. And you Urban have Meyer. three or four great recruiting classes. You joke, a lot of people have said it. I I
2: wasn't joking. I mean
0: it's you make Dan Lanning say no. That's my that's you, you get a, you get yeah. a football guy. Yeah. And he'll he'll that. say no and you make him say no three times. You make Dan Lanning say no five you make Dan Lanning say no. 10 times, and then he moved to the next guy. What
1: about Kevin Steele?
0: Now, he's, he's he's failed as a head coach everywhere he's been as a head coach. He's not a good head coach. He's a great coordinator. Hmm. That That's a thing. And he has not been a good head coach other places. Where was the,
2: he head coach last?
0: I forget where it was. It was, I want to say it was either a Baylor or like a UNLV or something like that. And he was two was, game, yeah. win a season type of guy. Cut.
1: Not great. Uh, okay, you have another thing written down here. All-time great childhood backyard moments.
0: Yeah, so I'll give mine. Um, this was just, I was kind of <laughs> typing this out, and I was just having a, a fluttering thought in my head, and I went, man, maybe, this is very genuinely the peak of my life, was I had this group of friends that we played touch football with. This was for about a year. It was this group of friends we all kind of hung out in our neighborhood for a year. And I had, a, I had the best arm of all of us, and it felt awesome. And so I got to play all-time quarterback because there's an odd number of us. But that moment where we're huddled up, And I'm full time quarterback for both teams, and I am drawing routes with my finger on the back of the football. I've never thought about it this way, but that was as pathetic as it is to say, quite potentially my athletic peak. I. Okay. (laughs) That felt. My
1: athletic peak didn't. That
0: felt so. Good.
1: Uh, and then, uh, yeah, no, I don't think my athletic peak ever came in the backyard. But I did have <laughs> – is this just football?
0: This is just a happy memory. I'm just <laughs> trying to end the podcast on a happy note.
1: Uh, the hardest and furthest I ever hit a baseball in my life, I destroyed my parents' window mm-hmm. from a great distance. That felt great. I made a really good diving play in the outfield one time yeah. uh, at my parents' house, and that was great. But I also made, like, a one-handed cat I was known for not having hands. My brother had, and still does, unbelievable hands. Could catch anything.
0: You had dick hands.
1: Uh, yeah. For a while. For, like, a long time. To like, high school.
0: <laughs> we, we had a player on our high school basketball team that we nicknamed dick hands because he dropped every and pass. Hot dog there, was,
1: there was one play that we had when we were playing in the backyard one time where I caught it with three fingers like this. Yeah. When I was actually trying to bat it up to myself and just kind of snagged it. And uh, it was—it felt incredible.
2: That's when you started being able to catch the ball.
1: Uh, yeah, a little Changed bit, right there. A little bit. Uh, yeah. If I had a baseball glove on, I was—I was pretty dependable. But if you just threw me a ball, ho, ho, ho.
2: <laughs> where were you at your
1: most
0: goaded, childhood sporting wise?
2: In the backyard. Um, I don't know about most <laughs> goaded, but I just like the what I remember most is—is is, um like we would pretty much like every day after middle school, even like into high school, just like hang around uh before whatever we were doing after school and play like tackle football in the lawn by the school just absolutely killing each other uh, uh, and then when, when we when we got those those people with a few more we could do like seven on seven like full tackle football in like a park those i miss that i absolutely
1: blew up my brother during snow football one time and it felt incredible snow football was great because like you felt no pain Mm. Everything was yeah. cold so it didn't matter. Yeah.
0: That was a great childhood window. You're on to something. Ooh. That window where you're yeah. just athletic enough to do yeah. it but dumb enough to also do it and play full tackle I, like 10 years old. Yeah.
2: Oh. I take it back. The w- one of the times we were doing that, I was in I just rolled my ankle playing basketball. Uh-huh. Like one of those embarrassing ones, the first time you jump and come down your oh. ankle sideways. Oh. Yeah. Um and then I think it was like later in the same week. It was still hurting pretty bad, and we, we were going to play football. And I was like, "I'll try, whatever." And, and ended up just somehow figuring out how to run and taking just catch, caught like three or four touchdowns that day. You know, don't undersell. Just it. Uh, Do you, what? you on a I, bomb you ankle were
0: we? in hours from a high ankle sprain <laughs> <laughs> to then go out and put up Randy Moss I, I Don't have, have to know about
1: this. what shoes you were wearing. Cause if you say at
2: we will never podcast again because (laughs)
1: our podcast will never get better. No,
2: no, at that time. Hmm. I couldn't even, that was just probably some, just some random athletic shoe. that would, yeah.
0: Either of you guys ever fall into the, to the gray New Balance trap that everybody wore when that was a thing? No. Oh, I loved my gray New Balances because everybody loved their gray New Balances.
1: Hmm. I also drew Tyrell Dodson when I was in high school and he was 13. He now plays for the Bills. So that was cool (laughs) he
2: would absolutely destroy me now and he dunked on me like i think three times that summer but Mm -hmm. that was a good moment there were no highlights from our side aside from like one long catch we played against a couple of future nfl players and turkey ball in college but that's pretty dope that was about it i was a gunslinger i had
1: our video game numbers when i played like backyard football yeah i would i would throw the rock a lot and i would have like
0: eight touchdowns but four picks Hmm. i'm trying to think of the best athlete i ever Played. I mean, obviously, I've I like worked with dudes, but I played against. There was a guy named, and this is such a dumb rabbit hole to go down as we're kind of wrapping this up. But there was a guy named Xavier Gibson who was. Uh, he played pickup ball a lot in Dothan. He was a four fringe five star basketball prospect that ended up at Florida State and then bounced around the NBA a little bit. He was so terrible. He was obviously way better than me. I'm not even trying to say he was terrible. He. He did. What I'm saying is, he was so good that he would come out to the gym and he'd just try anything. And that's how he would practice. Uh, Was like, let's see. Because he was very good at like. Every pickup gym has like a different culture. Like some like to shoot a lot, some like to play really hard defense. This one was, they loved crafty finishing. Hmm. If you could do this at the basket, up and under, behind the backs, they were all about it for some reason. And he was so good at it.
1: One thing I love as I'm watching this is while you're doing that. Yeah, we have <laughs> a six-second delay. Just watching me just bounce up and down while you're doing that is very funny. All right. So now, yeah, is that That is a That's interference. He good. He's Patrick. I'm Patrick. He's Forrest. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next week.